Today in Agronomy on KFILAM AM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. Today is March 24th, 2021. Uh, today is episode number 65. So Josh, spring is officially here, which I think is a great sign. The days are getting longer. Uh, a little bit of rain in the forecast this week, but nothing wrong with that. I think at this point in the game, we'll certainly take that moisture as we move into spring here. Um, but just looking forward to getting back in the field, it, it, things are getting really close. Um, so I think for today, really just wanted to make sure we're focusing on nitrogen management and the different products that are available and, you know, which situations are best to utilize those in to, to really make sure you're protecting your N as best as you can. Uh, but before we get to that, I think it would be uh, good. We promise listeners that we maybe give another quick update on just the endangered species situation with dicamba that we referenced a few shows back. Um, so I'll just flip that over to you real quick for any quick comments. We got to welcome Jeff too. Jeff, we're going to throw that question to you if that's okay. So Jeff's here and uh, we promised we'd throw that question his way and uh, we'll see, get his take on it. Sure. Uh, you know, I think it's important that people pay attention to these dicamba rules and regulations that are out there if they're going to be using that product. And and one of them for those folks in Southeast Minnesota is that uh, endangered species area. And that changes the buffers that you need to use. And so you go to, instead of just having a buffer, maybe on one side of the field, you have to have what is called an omni buffer and that's a 57 foot buffer that goes all the way around the field. And in addition to that, then if the wind is blowing towards, you know, let's say corn, for example, you're gonna have to leave a 310 foot buffer as part of that because that corn has is being classified as, as one of those endangered species areas or sensitive crops, excuse me. So um, it really thins down the acres that you're going to be able to spray out there and you need to be aware of that. So I, I would encourage people to to read the label and pay attention to that when they when they make those plans for spring. Yeah, and thanks for talking through just those additional protection measures. Certainly reach out to us as you have questions. And for folks in our listening area, counties that this will apply to will be uh, Winona, Fillmore, and Olmstead. So for some folks, that'll encompass you, you know your whole growing area. For some, you might have some in those endangered species counties and, and some out of those. So certainly reach out as you have more questions on that. Um, but Jeff, sorry, I missed you in the beginning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, so I think we'll just jump into, like I said, um, products in the nitrogen um, inhibitor space can maybe get just a little bit confusing sometimes. Um, so I think for starters here, just a quick discussion on how are we actually losing in throughout the growing season? And then what are ways that we can protect ourselves from either leaching or volatilization? Sure. Uh, you know, of course, you got to think about what form of nitrogen you're you're using to begin with. But if you're talking about volatilization uh, versus, say, leaching or denitrification, so you're, you could have some loss at the surface. And so, if you were to spread some urea uh, or UAN and leave it laying on the surface, um, before that gets into the ground, before some rain, like we're seeing today, you know, puts that into the ground or you incorporate it you could lose some of that nitrogen into the air. Nitrogen is a part of the air that we breathe and that will get away from us and get up into the air and we can lose it that way. The other way uh, where we lose actually more nitrogen, up to 70% of our nitrogen loss can be below ground. And so that's once that nitrogen gets into the soil, uh, then there's some bacteria that work on it and convert it from a positive form, from a, an ammonium form to a negative form uh, that has a negative charge called nitrate. And many people are familiar with nitrates, but if your soil is a negatively charged and that nitrate is negatively charged, that sets up a, a chance for some nitrogen loss when we have some moisture that comes along. Uh, 
And so when we lose that, it, it gets down below where the corn roots can grab onto it and use it. Uh, gets deep down there in the soil profile. And so really we're not getting the best bang for our buck for all the money that we're spending out there on fertilizer. We want to make sure we protect it and it's there for the, for the corn plant to access. Yeah. And Jeff, and if we think back here to 2018 and 19, you know, Alley in Southeast Minnesota, we had some, some really some record rainfall years through the growing season. And, and we, we saw some, you know, some challenges uh, with that exact thing. And, and, and if I think about last year, nitrogen alley probably impacted corn yields more than any other factor, you know, so it was something that, you know, if we, we had our end rate, right, we, we hit some home runs, but if we're a little bit off, we suffered a little bit. And, and Jeff, when we, we kind of roll into our portfolio, you talked about that below ground loss up to 70%. Uh, Corteva, we've been a leader in this space, I, I think for a long, long time as a company. And, um, you know, when we think about our first product, we'll talk about InServe, a product that's been around for a long time that has a very good proven track record. And as we think about InServe, you know, sometimes we think about fall anhydrous, um, you know, InServe being an anhydrous product. But, you know, one question I get a lot from growers as we come into to spring, and there's still a lot of producers that use anhydrous in the spring. Should we be utilizing InServe in the spring or should we mainly focus that on a fall application? I think you need to use it in the spring. The reason we use it in the fall is to protect our nitrogen in the spring when the soils warm up, the bacteria become active, and those spring rainfalls kick into gear. So definitely there's a place for it to be used in the in the spring of the year to protect that nitrogen investment. Uh, spring really, or, or fall, if you want to look at it that way, fall is just kind of an early spring application if you want to think about it like that. So, so there is definitely a, a reason to use it and to protect that nitrogen that you're going to put, be putting out on the soil this spring. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, that's a great point. And that's usually how I try to suggest, to, uh, suggest it to our, our producers as well. And, and Ellie, as we uh, head in a break here, we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the rest of the Corteva, Corteva portfolio on these products. And we'll get into the Urea UA Animator conversation. Welcome back, listeners. Um, Allie, Jeff, kind of a good discussion there about um, nitrogen and inserve there in segment one. Uh, segment two, we said we kind of shift gears towards uh, the instinct side, which is going to kind of cover that that urea and the UAN and the manure side of, of applications. And, um, you know, first things, Jeff, here, um, you know, instinct has kind of went through a little bit of an evolution here. We've we went from instinct uh, to instinct two to instinct HL. Now we're to instinct next gen. Maybe just uh, just give us a brief update of kind of the advantages of the latest formulations. Sure. So growers might see a little bit of Instinct 2 and Instinct Next Gen in the marketplace this year, uh, but Instinct Next Gen is where we're going. And what that brings is a, a lower use product. So you talked about urea, so it's less product that we're going to have to get onto urea. So that's one of the advantages of that. Uh, just also the viscosity, the flowability. So from a retail standpoint, being able to uh, use it in, the, in their towers and their blenders, uh, and all the way through the machine, it's it's going to be less material, less sticky, going to flow better. Uh, so we think it's a it's a nice improvement on the previous formulations that we've had. So be on the lookout for Instinct Next Gen. Yeah, nice overview. And I think now we just kind of want to jump into what fit Instinct plays across the different products we're making in terms of nitrogen applications. So for starters with the urea, you know, obviously we know ammonia loss can be pretty significant when producers are surface applying fertilizers like urea, um, and especially without incorporation and, and even more so in, in amounts where there's a lot of residue present, which in Southeast Minnesota, we have you know, a significant amount of acres where that certainly is the case. Um, so you know maybe 85% of the nitrogen that we're working with here in this far Southeast corner of Minnesota 
is urea. Um, and some of that can be out there for quite a long time. So what benefits do, do instinct play in that arena? So as we talked about with NSERV, with anhydrous, the, the same active ingredient, the same molecule, the same concepts apply. The, the greatest chance for nitrogen loss is below ground. And so for those urea applications, we would encourage folks to take a look at Instinct Next Gen. Uh, their retailer can get that impregnated onto that dry urea for them. And then when they go out and, and get that dry urea spread and, and hopefully into the ground, uh, it's going to be protected. You know, you you talked about that being the, the biggest load of nitrogen that's going out on these cornfields in your part of the world and uh, going to be out there for a long period of time. And that conversion from ammonium to nitrate, the corn plant can use both of them. Uh, but once it gets in that nitrate form, it's susceptible to loss. And so we want to keep it in that ammonium form for as long as we can. And that's exactly what we do with Instinct Next Gen. We, we get a uh, a barrier, if you will, around that urea that protects it from the, the bacteria that are trying to attack it. And, and we're going to keep that nitrogen investment up in the soil profile where the corn plant can get at it. So I think it's a, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's a good use of, of instinct next gen in the spring of the year to be using that with urea. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Um, and then, um, you know, Jeff, UAN, um, it does seem like UAN use is on the rise a little bit, but the cost um, of it seems to be a little bit more in line with urea in recent times. And I guess I got a couple questions on UAN. Um, you know, the first thing being, I think from some broadcasts, if we're using UAN as a carrier, uh, you know, and if that's, again, kind of our, our primary load of nitrogen applied early, I think there's still a lot of value to protecting that. But uh, you know, one question I have, we, we are starting to see more UAN in higher volumes, maybe 15, 20, 25 gallons in some cases going down with the planter. Uh, any take on, um, could Instinct be a fit in a banded situation uh, with UAN and uh, will it perform a little better in a band versus broadcast in that kind of a situation? Yeah, that's a good question and one we get quite often as well. And so any form of nitrogen that you're using and, and UAN is gonna be right in there. Uh, we want to protect, we want to keep it there so the corn plant can get at it. So even in that situation where you're knifing that in on, on either side of the road there uh, or, or using it at plant, if you've got a large enough volume of UAN that you're putting out, and it sounds like you do in the application you mentioned there, it's worth protecting. Part of that UAN is already in that nitrate form. We can't do anything to protect that. And so that makes the other three quarters of that that's that's in the ammonium form even that much more valuable and that much more important to protect and so a different situation but but yep nitrogen nitrogen applications are evolving but this is a good place to still use some some instinct yeah and one follow-up question to that jeff um if we were a producer using urea um jeff and say you put instinct down and you are banding some you know maybe 10 15 gallons of uan are we getting some protection from that broadcast application being that it's a soil treatment you know, it's possible, but but it needs to kind of be in the same area where that where that urea is and that and that uh, liquid may be. We always want to make sure that that the instinct and the nitrogen are, are traveling together, if you will, or staying together. And so, um, it's possible, but but I would still recommend uh, you know use some urea or some instinct with with each of those applications. So I think it's, you know, it's clear from our conversation that Instinct is a product that fits a lot of different sources. So including, I think the last one we just want to hit on real quick, Jeff, would be, you know, really great when we're thinking about manure, especially for, for fall or spring applications from both a, an agronomic and an environmental benefit, I would say. 
Yep, some of those applications of manure get out there quite early, and we in the fall of the year, we really need to protect that. It's a long time, and, and that conversion can happen quickly. So we, we see some good results when using manure along with instinct as well. So check that out at nitrogenmaximizers.com if you want some more information on that. Yeah, great discussion today. Lots of opportunity to think about stabilizers across your operation. Uh, we'll be back more with more planning for the spring and shows to come. You've been listening to Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. If you've missed part of the show or want to hear more, check out the show page at kfilradio.com or with the 103.1 KFIL app. Stay connected with Allie and Josh on Twitter. It's at Allie G. Wise, W-I-S-E, and at Josh Schaffner. Submit your questions for the show. Tune in next Wednesday for the next Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060.